Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Fake It, episode 136. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Nickel City League, kind of a little bit of a preview, an overview. We got one week till we go live with the league. Uh, so I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk a little bit about why JJ decided to give up being a captain and why he did not want to be on the team with me and Alex any longer. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of shit about JJ tonight. And if that isn't enough, we're also going to do a deep dive into first order to talk about that faction as we continue our road to worlds discussion for our Academy one one segment. With that being said, why don't I bring in my co-host for tonight? Please welcome to the screen jj still a lions fan no matter what traitorous hat he has on because that hat is worthless tonight welcome to the show jj what's going on everybody excited to uh to talk to max swing and go over the nickel city league it's going to be uh the biggest and probably the best uh season so far for the nickel city league i'm excited for it to start yeah. Also joining me is the bench warmer himself, Mr. Alex. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing okay. Not uh didn't do anything crazy this week and mostly just caught up on sleep. So maybe I'll be awake for this one. Hey, there you go. Well, happy Valentine's Day to anybody who celebrates. And if you don't celebrate, happy self-indulgence day. So whichever day you celebrate, you can pick which it is. Um we had a pretty uh, like we had a pretty lax Valentine's Day. The wife had bowling league that she was in. Um, so the day before we went out and went bowling and had dinner and stuff like that. Um, it's different when you have kids now, really. So. Um, but yeah, so we, we had a pretty relaxed week weekend as well. Played a lot of Star Wars Unlimited, uh, started prepping some new lists for. Uh, separatists that we didn't even talk about last week and like now I kind of feel dumb because like there's a couple of lists I was like oh this list kind of makes sense like a little bit better than maybe some of the stuff that we had talked about but it is still CIS but um, I got drafted into yeah. CIS if if you didn't know um, so I spent a little bit of time messing around playing me some online X-Wing this weekend anyone else do anything amazing this week well, again, I definitely had a good Valentine's Day with the wife here. Um, she ended up getting me a PS5 for our Valentine's slash anniversary. Uh, so excited oh. to finally get that and uh, and jump on PS5 finally once that comes in. And uh, and got to and I've been testing out CIS as well, like this whole last week. Um, just going back to an old list that I had that I've been trying to like really tinker on. Um, and just kind of deciding between um, Cad Bane, Volandas, and T81 um, as my as as one of the four point options in this list, and um, got to try Volandas today. Uh, was able to get a pretty nice dream shot against a uh, Kylo Whisper. I'm oh, sorry, a Kylo Silencer um, that got trapped by Sunfac and was also strained by Volandas. And uh, I managed to wipe it out in that uh, in that one round there. So um, it was pretty good. Um, I, it, this is probably like my first attempt to like really make Volandas work um, in the list, and I like it so far. But it definitely needs to get um, more reps in before I can like really decide what what's going to be the default loadout for it. As of right now, I have him equipped with elusive and shield upgrade. Um, just make him a little more defensive and I want him to be engaging on uh, like one versus one um, and go from there and see how it does. 
If only he had a second talent slot, right? I know, like Predator and Marksmanship or some of that. Yeah. All right. Well, that that seems fun. Um, Next week, we will be having a Sith Taker update. So Sith Takers, if you did not know, is next week. And um, we will be probably covering that because that's probably going to be the first tournament that's actually like like a really decent sized tournament that we've seen in X-Wing for the year. Like, I don't think any other X-Wing tournament has had over 130 people show up to it. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, so they're going to have their X-Wing tournament um, and they're going to be using BOE points. So all the new points upgrades and everything. So it'll be fun to kind of see. It might be our only large scale tournament that we're going to get to see uh, some points at. We might get some even new lists out of it. I don't know. It might be kind of cool to get some new lists. Um, I doubt we'll see that much i could tell you we will see jenden there will be there will be jenden list but it'll be interesting to see how well jenden does um going into the meta and it'll be interesting to see if people run han um because the way the sith takers do it is they actually put together like a really decent prize package so it's not just stuff that you can win to go to worlds and stuff like that that we've seen before they actually have a whole slew of uh awesome stuff coming out um for it so with that being said, do we have any other updates? I don't think we have any other updates. Nothing of any major consequence. Other than the Giants will lose, I'm going to predict the Giants will be worse than the Lions <laughs> next year. So, No, so far, uh, the only thing we're just looking forward to right now is just um, it's just Draft League uh, that starts up the week after uh, Sith Take Open. Uh, we got quite a lot of teams. I mean, we got a total of 20 teams there all set up uh, with all these uh, like a star-studded uh, draft, <laughs> like amount of players that are participating in this particular event. So it's going to be um, definitely one of the best things that we've seen to date. All right. Well, let's jump into Nickel City League. So just if you don't know who Nickel City is, <laughs> uh, we'll have a link in, in our description for you to find them on Discord. But essentially, it's like a Discord that I joined, I don't know, two years ago now, like right when we started. How long have we been doing this podcast? Almost two years. Two years. Yep. <clears throat> so about the time we started doing the podcast is when I joined the Nickel City Discord. And then I believe I was in every I've been in every one of the leagues, haven't I? I think I have. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I played in the very first league and there was what, 30 of us, 36 of us or something like that. Yeah. And now we go on to 20 teams of what eight each or seven each you know so we've got like 140 to roughly 160 players playing in the league this year so it's pretty pretty crazy that's that's a lot of people um comparatively and this is this is season five so essentially greg does we do is what two months and then a month for playoffs and then we have like a month or two off between seasons and then we keep coming back and We've expanded it, and the way that the league works is is they have a draft style. So there's a captain. You get drafted into a faction. You get to play. You could change your list, but you get to play the faction every single week, um, no matter what it is. And then they do pairings based on home and away, um, and they you get paired up into a scenario and versus an, an opponent team. So, for example, the Dgens is what I'm on, or the Degenerates, and we face the Ascendancy, um, and the Ascendancy is home, so they'll get to pick you know who who we fight and then you set a time and you hopefully stream your game um this is a lot of games so um yeah we're gonna i'll work with uh, jj maybe we'll pick up a day or something like that that we'll stream on that maybe nick isn't streaming 
um, once we get through worlds. I think up until worlds, there's there's a lot of time that will be spent. Um, but we'll we'll try and pick up some games and and go from there. And I think it'll be fun. Um, all three of us are playing, and none of us are a captain this year. So um, I will say JJ decided to fold the team. They are now the Maulers, is what they became. Yeah. I don't even remember who the captain is for the Maulers, but what I do know is JJ said, "Hey guys." I don't feel comfortable hanging out with you anymore. Uh, therefore I'm going to banish the team and I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to be on a team with you guys anymore. Cause I don't believe in you. Hey, according to the press conference from last week, um, my contract was renewed to be a captain, um, you know, for the next season. And even though we had a playoff run, um, you know, they felt they wanted to go in a different direction and rebrand, move to a new city and, uh, and go from there. But, uh, you know, you can only do as as, as well as the um, going. You can only do as much as your uh, as the GM would let you do. You know, um, and just go from there. Fair enough. So, Alex, this will be your second season with the league. Yes. Yeah, I joined last season, and uh, you know, JJ drafted me under your guys' team. And that was fun. And now I'm on a completely different team with a bunch of people I don't know. So that's cool. Yeah. So I think it's crazy. 20 teams. And I think Greg only had three people not show up. There was three people that they replaced on the teams. Because the first one. So who was the first first one that they got? Because I know uh, Joe Churchman was on the reserve. Who else was on there? Oh, Funwalk was on the reserve. And there was another person that was on the reserve, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head because Greg took him off the reserve list, so now I don't have it anymore. Um, Cody's actually, contemplating joining for next season too. He should. I mean, we could we could make like a a team for you know Michigan, just, man. just team Michigan. I mean, we could we could attempt to do that. I can't we guarantee. We can definitely win more than the Pistons this season. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, we won eight games. Okay. We played 52, but we won eight. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who, who the other, uh, and, and you could tell him if he wants, he can always join uh, the reserve list because there's a high probability that um, there'll be a few drops. There'll be a few drops after the first, first I think season. He just wants to know where he's going to get drafted, honestly. <laughs> I don't think he cares about playing. Oh. Well, he's got to join the Discord and be a little bit active uh, to do it. So I don't know. I don't. The only person I have on the reserve is Funwalk. So I don't know who the other person wants. But I know Funwalk got drafted to uh, the Rave Crab champions, champions, and then Joe Churchman got drafted and moved on to the Degenerates onto my team. And it's funny because Joe Churchman normally flies Scum, and he has to fly First Order. And I don't know if he flies First Order or not. Uh, oh. We'll get to that when we talk about my team. <laughs> yeah so Santa's i don't know joined as well i believe this is his first time this league yes yeah i believe he was the number two draft pick. yeah i believe he was second overall which is yeah. exciting yeah uh, i believe he was drafted oh who did he get drafted to i don't recall because him and grobberg were talking about it uh, he, yeah, I, uh, I Wolfpack. Either. Yeah, he's yeah, drafted Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, 
that's a terrifying team, right? So <laughs> that's uh, in yeah. your league, right, JJ? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot I put that in there. Yeah, let's go over that first before let's break down the leagues. I, I didn't even think I forgot about yeah. it. So I don't know what my, the Mike and Carol means. I don't understand that. So we have four divisions that we're in, oh, correct? The Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But what does Mike mean? What, what is that? I, I don't. So, so there, the big division is broken down into, I'm sorry, the big conference, the Mike Conference is Thank broken you. into two divisions and then four teams in each division um for that compete in that particular conference um and then eventually when we get to the playoffs you know the best of each conference will face off each other in the final yeah so right now obviously everybody's tied because it's we haven't played any games and we have a whole week to do practice and prep for it so um so i am on the degenerate so i'm in with the mauler so i'm in basically our old conference i'm guessing and I don't know how Greg decides conferences, to be honest with you. So um, I don't know if it's random or how he decides it. Yeah, I think I think he picks just fun names every every uh, season and then just assigns them to to it just in random order. Yeah, so we have four divisions, the Marsha, Jan and Cindy and Alice division. I'm in the Alice division. JJ is in the Marsha division and Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Alex is in the Jan, the Jan division. So, and we can go over teams. So this is kind of what the ascendancy, uh, the ascendancy is. And I guess I should fix that so everybody can see the screen. But um, I don't know. So, so I guess we don't have to spend a, a million hours on it. But is there anything that shocks you about the this specific? team so dread champ obviously is the one working on it it's worse yeah i mean he was last year's uh or the um the ascending was last year's champion um they got their first uh their first championship win last season and they did um they did definitely some really good trades in the offseason there now uh what's interesting is that there are a lot of people that actually gave up first round draft picks in order to get more consecutive picks closer together in uh lower rounds and second or third rounds and i think that definitely makes a big difference when you're trying to um when you're trying to get your group of people that you want now, you know, the trade-off is that, yeah, you may lose off on the one person that you really wanted to. Um, but in exchange for having that guaranteed two picks, um, back to back, it's a really big thing. Now, part of the draft league was a captain's draft, which allowed the captains to pick their position, um, as this is a snake draft. So first, um, first pick in the, in the first round, uh, would go last in the second round, and then again first again in the third round. Um, so when you're trying to wait essentially 40 picks before you get to your second one, having that that trade in order for you to guarantee the picks in between is a very, very big deal, at least get them closer together. So um, definitely a lot of strategy involved when you're trying to make those um, those deals and trades in order for you to have a more advantageous rounds uh, for, for your your team serpentine drafts are real tricky to like because you don't you really don't want like the first like three picks or so because uh in x-wing it's not like there's like a you know a michael jordan like superstar franchise player kind of thing going in Mm -hmm. 
especially because like you can't hold the first round picks, right? Because you have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, have to, it, you can't retain anyone in the first round, so it's like. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, all your picks have to be. Um, if you're carrying over a a team member from the previous season, they can only be from the second uh, second round pick or below, and then you give up a pick of uh, a round higher. Uh, for the following season. So if you hang on to a second round pick, you're giving up a first round pick. Uh, so it's um, and at the position that your team would have normally had it. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a big ask. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of rough having like early. So you really want to like trade down or trade for like trade up on the next kind of thing. Because you, if there's 20 people, right, you take pick number one and then your other pick is pick 21 yeah so it's uh you really no it's not pick 21 pick 21 goes with it's pick 41 21. yeah it's 41 yeah yeah so like you got a whole swath of people that you're you're missing out on also man ascendancy their first pick was second round right 26 they got daniel Lim. how did he drop the 26 what's wrong with you guys <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the next one is the Berserkers. Berserkers are ran by Chris Jenner. I did not know his name was some name, guy named Chris on, on TTS or on Discord. I thought it was Wookie Chris, but maybe not. Um, so they have one less player. Is that what they have? So they there are some trades that uh, some people gave up their one of their picks uh, to get a higher pick. Like they gave away their sixth or fifth round pick to another team to have seven picks. And then at the end of the draft, uh, the team with seven or more players would give up. Uh, or that has an additional player would give up one of their players over to that team. Um, and then they would just fill out whatever spot they would have left. So it was going to be running separatists in that faction because I don't have anyone listed. Uh, I, I'm Probably not sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. Himself, they, right? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Yeah, what does happen? I don't know what happens. So the team that they trade their pick to gets um, that uh, that person or that team gets to send one of their extra players over to that team to fill it out to make sure that all the teams are even. Uh, I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm happy for? I'm happy that they broke up the Sith Acres <laughs> so they're not all on the same. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would have been crazy. So that's kind of the Berserkers. What's the next one that we have? We have the Coruscant Wanderers. That one's headed up by Brendo. Brendo ended up with three first round pick, four first round picks somehow. I have no idea how yeah. he got four first round picks. Um, I mean, that's um, that is some some finagling there, right? Having four first round picks. I mean, that also means that they have a very high bar to 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 reach, right? Because you have that many first round picks, um, and you're you're pretty much getting the bulk of your team to and like right off the bat there. You know, pretty much you're getting whoever you want. Um, so if they don't make playoffs, man, I mean, talk about bl a major blunder. Like, uh, uh, they just got to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that's scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You take a look at the people that he uh, he drafted. I mean, man, this is a star-studded cast here. Uh, it's definitely going to be. Uh, they're definitely going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, Dom Flanagan, Aurelian. Yeah. The Chancellor. Oh, oh. Nova Titan. Yeah. That's fair. Shout out Nova Titan. He's from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's key. Actually, I've been meaning to reach out to Key. I haven't seen him at Locals in a while. So I'm glad to see he still is on the thing. It's hilarious he's playing Republic because he's never, I don't think he's ever played Republic before. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what happens when you're like one of the, the later picks is like you're kind of stuck on a faction that you don't you may not have any experience with. So you just hope that when it comes to the um, the reshaking of all the factions and the team that you get something that you want. Well, and I think it will depend. See, Coruscant is in my division. So it'll. I think it'll kind of depend. I don't know if teams are going to flip them all or or not. So. I guess yeah, it's going it, to it has to be a unanimous vote at that point for the team in order for them to switch uh, factions. Um, so if the if everybody agrees, then they'll flip and then um, and then everybody has to switch factions at that point. Can't All right. The next the next team is the team I'm on, the degenerates, or as we like to call them, the degens from up north. Um, <laughs> so I'm on a team with Pim. And Utini. So we got Louis from uh, the uh, the guy that provides all the prize support for X Wing. I swear. Um, <laughs> and then I got drafted into CIS. So there's that. Um, I get to play CIS. I think this is the fourth season I played CIS. <laughs> Maybe the fifth season. Did I play for well, CIS the first season? I yes, can't you remember. Yeah, okay, you so did. I played it every season. So, so here's the thing, right? Like, so when when you made your draft card, did you put that as your first pick? I didn't make a draft card, so I oh, just did well, the little. You see, there you go. The You're known play. as a CIS player, so that's why. If, <laughs> hey, you, they, if you made a draft card, then you know maybe they would have picked you for something else. But yeah, yeah, I made so, a draft card, and for the second year in a row, I got my third pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one was JJ's fault. We we could blame. JJ. Hey, I, I sent you to scum afterwards. Yeah, that's no, you didn't. You sent me to resistance. <laughs> no, I'm talking, to, talking about Chris. Yeah, and yeah, I did oh. send you to resistance. Yeah. Yes, yes, I got sent to. I've been. I got sent to scum after that. That was fun. So that was before the scum fallout. But so I don't know. I uh, it's it's exciting. What I, the, some of the things I like about the, this this style of team is you get to meet other people that you normally don't interact with on a daily basis. So. The irony is, is on my team, there's there's only one of the only our captain is the only other person. So we have like a CIS discord that we're in. And so like I didn't post it because like so Liam goes, hey, who else is on the NCX league that's in here? And then I didn't post anything. And Mike, Michael t- t- taps me and goes, yeah, I, I drafted Tanner and he's in here. I was like, Damn it. everybody knows I'm in here because <laughs> I'm usually the quiet one for the most part in, in the discord. So but um. But yeah, so it was, it's kind of funny because Dom, I think Dom, so there's Dom, Liam, me, Chris, Chris, Crispy, and I don't know where FaZe got drafted. We'll have to find out in a few minutes where FaZe got drafted because so far, all of us that are in that CIS Discord besides Crispy, and I don't know if Crispy picked CIS or not. I don't think he did. I think he picked Empire. But all the rest of us, like, we all got drafted as CIS players. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I chose I chose CIS as my um, as my 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 number one pick for this season. It I've been Empire, Rebels, Resistance, and or not Resistance, Republic. Um, so I wanted to go down to CIS and uh, give that a try this season here. Yeah, well, it's because you kept drafting me, and that was your problem. <laughs> yeah, and you know, despite you know people trying to sabotage my my preferences on the. On the <laughs> <laughs> all right, I won't admit or deny that I changed all of JJ's preferences to resistance, and that's why I made a draft card because of that that <laughs> the shenanigans. <laughs> but he caught he caught it. I didn't look the day of draft. I just I made the change. And I looked. I've looked like every week, every week at that draft board that Greg had us create just to see if you ever you didn't figure it out for forever. So like, I'm just saying like. You could have been a resistance <laughs> player. I could have. I could have. Um, so Firebirds, uh, Andre Paris, Big John. Um, he is essentially the in charge of the Firebirds. I think he he took over for Nick last year, if I remember right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's the one that got Mark. Uh, so he ended up drafting Mark to kind of separate out us Michigan crew people here. So yeah. Nice and, uh, Mark Robert. Hilariously enough, he didn't uh, draft uh, Nick Sperry. Yeah, <laughs> he did not. That's very true. <laughs> and Chacho, Chacho's on uh, on Firebirds. I get to see him uh, there. Yeah, they're in my division, so I'm just like, hey, I don't think Mark Roberts ever beat me in X Wing. Just pair me up with him, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to to Pat Stinson. He's uh, he's a former teammate of ours, um, actually for two seasons, mm-hmm. and uh, he did really really well. And I'm I'm hoping that he does really well this season. Um, and he chose he's in Scum, so he definitely he's not going to have an easy road this season. Scum's easy. Easy to lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving over to five straight boost. We got Mike Shively running that. Chose the Empire. Um, I don't know. I don't know who Ethan Williams is off the top of my head. There's a couple of these people I've. I don't think were on draft league last year. Uh, but they got Andrew Boldock, uh, who is a, a monster. I mean, he's one like. I think three different store championships this past season. Uh, he's a very, very good player. Um, definitely really um, a really good contender for the team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, uh, it's, it's fine. It's funny. I, I feel bad for Brian, man. I hope you like scum because you were one of the last picks <laughs> to scum. <laughs> yeah. um, but this team, Michael, Michael also got two first round picks. It looks like um, being able to put people in there. So, yeah. All right. Next up is the Foxes. We should have Catherine on the show one of these times. That's what we should do. We should have Catherine on the show. That would be fun. Um, Catherine drafting Kester again. So good old Kess Smith getting drafted. I think Catherine's drafted Kess like, I don't know, like two seasons in a row now. Three. Is it three now? Um. A local from our area, Brendan, is playing on the Foxes as well, drafted into Empire. Damn so, man, Alex, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, uh, she, she wanted to get him like as soon as I, the fact that Alex Oler made it to the third round without being drafted and she picked it up like midway through God. the rounds, like that was a steal for the Foxes, man. 
I don't think that was third round, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry, fourth Sec- round. Fourth round. No, second round. No, no. Was he a second round? He's picked yes. 60. Oh, Is sorry, there... no. 30. Yeah. He's picked 30. Yeah. Yeah. Still, that's the middle of the second round. Yeah, middle of the second round. Yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah. And Solvin. Who I see yeah. very frequently on Discords. Yeah, Foxes has a very, very solid team all the way down, and I think that they're definitely going to be uh, get again another year where they're going to be a solid top team with uh, really great talent there. And there we have Crispy wimping out and taking Empire, not taking CIS this year. Giving CIS to Jane. Jane's also a local of ours. Um, There's FaZe, and they drafted FaZe into Empire, and FaZe is in our, our CIS Discord, but um yeah it's kind of funny they they also had a first round second round pick uh close together able to pick up daniel athy and then um they also have i think they retained mark packer hughes right yeah because yeah yeah he's the phenomenal man dude i had to play him twice last uh last season because jj kept pairing me up with him Yeah, that's right. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, yeah I think he's won also like two or three store jams. Yeah, yeah, and he's in his good faction of resistance. Ooh. he's All the right. first person I've seen run like Swarm Tactics LO. So, yeah. Well, we'll have to make sure we reach out to Crispy and tell him to pair him against you every time. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep the tradition going, baby. Uh, Tom Veal. He's got his team hot shots. They also are down a player. No CIS for that faction or for that team. A little silly, but no CIS. Um, yeah. And he picked up uh, Chris Black, who's a former uh, teammate of ours from last season. He was a sub that came in uh, and he did Rebels for us for the last few weeks of the season. And uh, he did really, really well. Chris Black is a, a great player. Uh, so glad to see him uh, uh, come up again for, for this season and see how, how well he's going to do. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. He was yeah. fun, to, fun to play game. All right, now we're on to KDB. We got Will Scott in there picking Republic, of course, because I think that's the faction he has ran for like three years now. So hopefully he's not running sicko. Hopefully you're not running sicko, Scott. He picked up Andrew Block and stuck him in CIS, gave Andrew Block (laughs) CIS for his first round pick. Um, Which is funny because Andrew, I I wonder if Andrew requested that because I think Andrew has played Empire in like everything so you gotta gotta be kind of sick of playing empire after a while right yeah exactly yeah he he wanted a rest (laughs) yeah or a challenge yeah one of the two (laughs) no uh rebel player for them uh yeah that's what i was looking at i was like yeah i didn't see a rebel player uh list on them but they got uh two republic players which is odd so I wonder if that's a mistake. If if he's supposed to be, well, they're they're down a person, right? Because it's only seven instead of oh, eight. Oh, fair. Yeah. So it, they could be yeah. either someone added or they're, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why can't most I? likely? Yeah, yeah. Captain, captain. That's what I'm thinking of. All right, now we move on to the Maulers, Gypsy Gambit. Taking that on, Jonathan, taking the team over from JJ after JJ 
was fired and they had to move the team to save the disgrace of <laughs> the of disgrace Jeff. of making it to playoffs. Yes. No, no, right. no. Not the disgrace of making it to playoffs. <laughs> the disgrace of us having to have a star killer name instead of a Thrawn name for fuck's sake. Dude, I tried, man. I tried. I remember I mean, Alex texting me and going, are we are we some like half rate two bit person from some video game? I thought we were like are a we the dude from the Force Unleashed who pulled that Star Destroyer into the planet. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly who it was. I mean, it was easily the best logo of the season. I mean, come on. It would have been cooler if it's around, though. You're killing me with this non thrown stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone on this team. Um, I don't know. Do we have? I don't think we had anybody on here. Uh, there are names I recognize from last season. Um, I don't remember how they did last season. Um, but um, I know Gypsy Gambit is a good player. Um, and Rory Wilson also another uh, decent player as well uh, from last season that uh, actually did pretty well. Um, I I'm, I want to say Garrett Plattner is another person that I played with probably outside of um the league like just playing like gsp pickup games um but yeah oh, so, uh, I, i'm so. definitely interested to see how they'll do this season so in an effort did they get three first round pick or two first round picks and then like a top second round pick just 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 to spite you is that why like holy crap they yeah, also like, had a yeah. whole bunch of picks top yeah it's like one first round and then like two really close second rounds. And then and then close like fifth uh fifth rounds it looks like and then nothing from yeah. like hundred people. <laughs> they went out to dinner, came back, and still had time to pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the meat bags. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt with this one. Alex's team looks like I know that guy. I know Alex. That's true. And and they got Viper Optics. He was on our team last he year was on too. Our team last yep. year, yeah. Yep. Viper, yeah. He was my first round pick last year. Uh, he's absolutely great player there. Uh, Charlie Sherman, uh, making uh, making this team as well. He was a big, big, like probably one of the most improved players I've seen from last season. And I'm, I I got to say, I'm actually a little fearful now to see how how much he's improved, man. I mean, he had a hell of a win streak last year. And uh, or last season, and um, man, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with this season. Yeah, I mean, we got Doug Howe. Didn't draft him in first order, but that's fine. <laughs> Doug Howe. It's, and part like first order, just no shields, you know? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Sherman taking my scum slot. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. We're, uh, we're brewing up some lists together. We, uh, Showed him the wonder that is our 4B11 because he was running around with dorsal turret on Lima. Just a slice turret. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I'm in Republic again. I mean, it could be worse. You could be in resistance, right? I would love to be in resistance. That's my second, <laughs> like, second faction. That's probably what I'm bringing to worlds. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Mega Milk Union. And I got to say, I got to say, so. Ryan and he even like looks a little bit like the part and I don't know why it is because he lives with his brother right his brother plays I don't know did he draft his brother no no Mm-mm. he did not draft his brother oh my god oh no he did my bad I just didn't see him yeah yeah and the I the the 
what's what's hilarious like okay i don't does any of you watch it's always sunny yes they just remind me of the guys the milk brothers from it's always sunny yeah. like and i can never find the damn meme when i need it um <laughs> like for it but every time i hear the mega milk union and then they have the two brothers that are on the mega milk i just all i hear in my head is just you know like foils yep the big foils and it's just like hey, would you like some milk mm. Ugh, crazy right so um yeah so he there mega milk is the one that got mr nick sperry gave him empire um it'll be fun they also picked up um jeremy bell who's also he played did he play he played on our team didn't he, he played oh he, he played on the very first team i was on yeah. actually because i played with him um saw him at worlds last year so hopefully he comes back to worlds this year yeah who's next who's after the mechanic union so many bloody teams Moncala. crabs are they still the crabs uh the seafood consortium yes yeah nick miller heading this this team up nick miller foregoing first order and moving into empire hopefully that's not a predictor of what's to come <laughs> no first round picks but three four five second round picks he had five second round picks almost all in a row too yeah that's, third round that's picks. third round picks sorry yeah yeah and, and this picks. is where you know having the strength of having all your picks all like put all together um like really really helps because you can um like pick a, a selection of players that haven't been picked all you know back to back and create the team that you want and here you can clearly see you know the um the their selection paying off here you know being able to get travis johansson getting miguel justiano getting peter rose um all of them. yeah i love yeah. him we played at worlds it was crazy yeah yeah so it's uh it was definitely a a gamble well pay off and i i expect good things out of moncala this season all right next up is njo the new jedi order is that what it is or new jedi yes. world nope. order Just new kidding. jedi order yeah uh taking over this year is cat crispy sister Take it first order as her pick over scum. Usually she plays scum, but uh, picking up first order, picking up Connor Holmes and just, Liam Baker. Yeah, you know, just just two, you know, <laughs> two two decent X Wing players, right? <laughs> yeah. And here's here's where uh, where you're talking about that that snake draft piece, right? Like being yeah. able to pick up. You know, you, you're you're coming at the end of the first round picks, but then you get like a top. You're able to come in for second round picks, and because we have such a big league, there's all all sorts of people in there. Rich Polly's also got drafted into there. Um, mm -hmm. Crazy. Um, Liam playing CIS, of course. Good job, Liam. So hopefully, we don't <laughs> all steal your list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that's an uh. They're in my uh, conference as well. So that's going to be real interesting. Yeah. Nice to see Cat taking over uh, so that the league can stay on, given um, the fact that <laughs> JJ can't, you know, continue ever doing anything. Moving on to Order 66. Andrew Oler lost, did not pick his brother. 
for the first round. So, you know, Catherine was able to pick his brother up, but got Cam Murray and Levi. So, you um, know, it's a small consolation prize there. Yeah. <laughs> this team is also very, very scary. Yeah, they they do have quite a few uh, quite a few players there that I've done very very well, and uh, they're definitely going to be a tough team to match up with. And that that goes to speak to like the 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 league in itself, right? Just having um, all these great X wing players come in together to play on on these in a team format in the league format um, definitely makes it very very entertaining to see you know which team is going to come out on top because you know you can have a great game by yourself, but ultimately this does, it does depend on the rest of your team also uh, winning their games as well. So it's going to be a great season. I like how Andrew Oler, who like went five and zero or whatever with the, my my scum list that he used, he messaged me. And he's like, yeah, I took your scum list, chased some upgrades around, and like did super well at the tournament. And you have Cam Murray, <laughs> and neither of them are taking scum. <laughs> yeah, didn't we we drafted Cam Murray two seasons ago, and I think he bitched at you for like a month because you didn't put him in scum. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you gave me scum originally. That's why. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, and then he was like, so then he was having to give me. Um, uh, he'll have he's he's given that to given me all sorts of like pointers shit about it, and then I took that to Gen Con a couple years ago. I don't know. I like scum. Don't tell Charles. I used to give Charles a lot of shit for that. Don't tell Charles. <laughs> all right. Next up on the list is the Outlaws, ran by GSP's own James Ritter. Picking Obi Wan, the guy that a hundred percent always gets paired into me. I've played Obi Wan more than I played Alex. I'm dead serious. I'm a hundred percent serious. Between online leagues and in person, I've played Obi Wan more times than I played Alex. Yeah, he's a great, great player. I have had the privilege to be on the same team with him for XCC. Uh, we were on Team US uh, US Islands. And uh, we had a blast, like just you know, practicing against each other, just playing games, practice matches. Uh, he is a fantastic player. Um, can't wait to see what he does this season. Uh, but man, James did a pretty good job of uh, of drafting this season. I mean, being able to pick him up, um, being able to pick up Colin Miner and uh, Darren McNally, also as well. Warren Gaming Dad doing better this season from last season as well. Uh, you got uh, definitely uh, some some solid players for that team. They're going to do good. It's funny we have all of the is does Will play in this year? I haven't, we haven't come across yes. Will yet. Yes, Will is, but he wasn't drafted by James. Okay, I know, right? The disrespect. <laughs> well, he didn't draft. They didn't draft Stanny either. So there you go. Well, well I mean, Stanny was number two, so he couldn't really do anything. <laughs> all right. And there you go. <laughs> now we got Lou. Lou in here. Lou's got a head. A very terrifying team. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Lou, Lou with the Rave Crab Champions, which I, I I genuinely just don't like that name. No offense, Lou, if you listen to this. I like he has a person. <laughs> I hate your team name with with like with the passion. I don't know why. I, I genuinely don't know why. I don't. But Lou coming back, this is his fourth fourth season as captain, right? No, this is or is this fifth season as captain? Fourth. Fourth, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Um, picking up Joey Springle, drafting Joey into resistance, probably smart choice. Uh, seeing as Joel just loves loves his resistance, the passion. Um, also picked up Will Haywood, Clinton Will and Empire. Will, don't run that list. You ran against me in Empire. You that, that, <laughs> that was not a good good list. What did um, you play? Sorry, uh, curiosity. I don't remember. It was something I don't I'd have to look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it let's just put it this way. CIS beat that. So I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's, that probably shouldn't happen, but um, well, I mean, he's got new Battle of Endor uh, pilots and stuff to do. So I'm sure he's going to be uh, play testing that before world. So yeah. those three TIE fighters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, Desi, shout out to Desi. Yeah, Desi right? got picked yeah, up. Desi. Flying Republic, which is funny because that's what he's flying. So I talked to Desi. Desi's flying um, all those Zetas still. Yeah, he's that's what he's taking the world. Yeah, at least that's what he told me he's taking the world. I don't know if I believe Desi or not, but that's what Desi told me he's taking the world. I was like, all right. He's like, I'll either burn bright or burn fast. One of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. uh, Yeah. So Sandy also getting drafted in there. Yeah. Hey, that's that's crazy too. This is a crazy team. <laughs> I know. I mean, and these were like you know they they had some pretty good uh, some draft picks, right? Because you had like the late first round and then early second round, and then got a, quite a few back to back there. So uh, yeah, just a, just another masterful job at trading and and getting the players that you want. Next one we got is Shadowcasters. JJ getting drafted in there. Jamming, Mister Ben Jamming, running that team JJ getting in there running CIS because never could before <laughs> uh, so I mean uh, it's been a minute since I've, I've actively played like CIS there but I'm, I'm I got a few lists that I'm really excited to to play off the season here um, actually right before this season me and um and Jammin were together on um, on the three one two league um, on the same team as part of Team Psychedelic Pina Jam, and um, we uh, we've had a, a great time um, in that league there. So excited to be playing again with Jammin this season. I know you know what's funny is they didn't pair you and I up to play against each other. I, I know, man. Jammin, so I was like, I no, know. no, give me JJ. <laughs> what do you think of that scum list? His scum list. Um. Well. I thought it was decent. How about that? I'll, I'll tell you what. For a scum list, I think it's good. But yeah, he's he's done very very well with that scum list. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, how how well does at worlds. Yeah. Also, you got Matt March on your team. Yeah, Matt March. He's. Uh, I think this is the third season I played with him so far, being on the same team. Uh, so excited to get uh, Matt on the team again. Last team we have is the Wolf Pack, ran by Sevwal. Sevwal taking over. I think Jane ran this last year. She did. I think she did. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Getting first round, basically almost the first round pick, getting uh, Staniszewski there and Noah. Yeah. Picking up Noah. two first rounds with Noah and Staniszewski. 
Yep, definitely a solid team here. Um, you've got uh, Ryan Seneszewski, who's a fantastic player playing resistance. He uh, He's the, the person who's been pioneering that Ferrisphere paint uh, loadout. Although I don't know nerfed. if it's going to be... Yeah, I was going to say, he got nerfed uh, just recently. So we'll see what, what Stanny comes up with. He's with back on the Kaz train again, you know? Hey, yeah. Lots of Kaz. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, definitely still a uh, a, a fairly uh, fairly competitive team here. So they're they're definitely going to be a team to watch this season. Yeah, and uh, I believe we had we had did we have Matt and Darren and Joe on our team at one point? Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. All right. If not, I played with them. Uh, with definitely Matt and definitely in yeah and Darren yeah. I thought, I thought we did, but I can't remember anymore. So I'm getting old, JJ. I'm getting old. I'm, I'm about to hit 40 this year, man. I, I feel you. Yeah. So that's our, our coverage for the NCX. We'll, we'll go through updates, I think, each week. Um, you know, the, the statistic-wise is probably not the most statistically sound thing that we can look at. Um, but I do think if we see some interesting lists, so that's what I'll challenge you guys is if you see some interesting lists that kind of get played on stream that we should probably talk about, Let's bring them up. Like I think they're worth okay. having that discussion um, about some inter- interesting lists that we see. Uh, but we'll be covering NCX. So next week we won't cover NCX, but starting the week after that we yeah. can actually start NCX coverage, even if it's just quick updates and yeah, and stuff the, like that. The biggest thing I'm really excited to see um, is really the new Battle Landlord list uh, for Rebels and Empire to see how well they do. Um, this is going to be a lot of people's uh, training grounds uh, to test out a lot of those lists. And we'll we'll probably get to see a very early uh, preview of what we're going to see for the meta uh, for Rebels and Empire uh, for, for coming up to Worlds. Makes sense. Anything else, Alex? You have anything else for NCX? No, I'm excited. I'll have to brew up some really random degenerate Republic shit. I don't even know. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, contemplating bringing a Seventh Fleet lat. Mm-hmm. No one should ever do that. Yeah. Just remember the good old days. If you fun. Uh, back in the day. All right. Rocking every turn. What's wrong with that? I give myself double mods. <sighs> only if you could only fit it on an arc, right? Gross. Arcs. Who plays arcs? Uh, you. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You play that oddball arc. Everybody plays. Oh, oddball. I don't. That's, that's, I play oddball Y wing like a champion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can play oddball arc or I can have a double bodied proton torpedo. Which yeah. makes more sense in your mind. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't born for this and you have less health, but still, double yeah, modded proton torpedo. I mean, I got five yeah. copies of dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And we know how they trigger for you, Alex. So I, you should stop running them. Sorry, it's only four, four dedicateds. I only trigger it five times a turn, every turn. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we move into our world's prep? So we've been doing a series. If you haven't joined us before and you're new to the show, uh, we are doing a series where we essentially go through every faction. We kind of talk about what are the popular lists, what's the most valuable uh, pieces that you can have, and what are you going to be seeing if you either choose to fly 
the the the, the faction, or if you have to fly against it, what are you going to see? Um, so I, I threw in an extra an extra graphic I did today, folks. So, um, oh, that was a mistake. Uh, so I threw in an extra faction. Hold on, it'll come up here in a second. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you want a forced ranked best and worst? Um, I'll tell you what. Fine. I'll. I'll. JJ can do that. JJ and Alex can do that next week. That's what we can do. There you guys go. You give your hot takes on what's the best, best fat, best, Clearly best ranked teams. All right. So let's moving on. World's prep, first order, baby. So what I did is I threw a new graphic in here. What I wanted to do, a couple new graphics. What I want to do is what's the chassis distribution <laughs> like at first order? They don't have a lot of choices. It is interesting, though. We do get to see there's some bombers creeping in here, right? Getting some bombers. And then we're also getting the, like, do I, do I, can I just call it the Terex ship? Like, do I have to actually name the ship? Because, like, that's the, the Z-class. It's, it's the Gideon or the Terex, like ship that's what it is it's not anything else um but it's interesting <laughs> seeing them cre creep up a little bit into our statistics here the biggest in my opinion the biggest interesting thing is this silencer piece is only 41 percent, and maybe that's because not everybody's running triple silencer like cody is but wow. <laughs> seeing more silencer seems to be kind of the take that i would have uh, first looking at first order is why are you not running a silencer of some sort? Um, but obviously the most taken ship is the FO like uh, tie. Is it a tie fighter. in? Yeah, there's a tie FO. It's just a tie yeah. fighter. So that's that's the clearly the most taken ship. And then after that is that whisper. And we know it's only one pilot, maybe two. That's really being taken. Um, Though I was running Whirlwind for quite a while, but just it's not super fun to have to tether him. Um, I then threw some of the top upgrades in here, right? And I, I did this by percentile, right? Instead of doing it by what's most taken. Tractor Beam, I don't understand this. Why is Tractor Beam... Who's running Tractor Beam, folks? Who's running Tractor Beam in First Order? And why does it have like one of the highest win rates in First Order? Uh, Gaelic can take it. Yeah, is, that, is that why? Someone say Gaelic. Yeah, pretty sure. Are they really the doing? I've seen a tractor beam. Yeah, is it working? I mean, he's an I five. I mean, he's he's an I five pilot. So if you're running a bunch of I fives, uh, which is fairly easy to do in FO, you can set up that uh, tractor beam early with Gaelic, put him into the arc of the rest of your I fives, and then just completely pounce on that particular ship. Um, so you're able to. Um, to really like prioritize taking out a target that you absolutely need to take out, um, especially when you need to initiate to kill something, that's a, a really good uh, tool to use. All right, fair enough. I, I guess uh, not, not opposed to it. Just it's well, just a little weird. bit more popular. A couple metas ago, when Gala get a little bit more points, so you can actually have like proud tradition tractor beam kind of thing going on. And Biox, yep, yeah, makes sense, I guess. Uh, Lone Wolf and Deterian Power Cells are some of the top two pieces, um, for count wise. 
but uh, Lone Wolf coming in there, and I think that makes kind of sense. You know, Lone Wolf, you're running a four to five ship list. That makes sense. First Order is not typically running six ships all the time. Um, a little surprised to see Heightened Perception in there, too. I don't know why you're running Heightened Perception on Kylo, but um, it's a choice you can make. Um, I don't know. I don't... Typically, Kylo is one of the later pieces I lose if I lose Kylo. So I'm little little weirded out by that uh crack shot proton torpedoes uh also top calls uh and then obviously barrage rockets because you got one ship that can take barrage rockets therefore <laughs> it's it's always um, taken what i'm i'm drawing a blank what ship is normally taking crack shot what ship is only taking crack shot there isn't yeah, any or- ship that's only taking crack shot like i i'm just trying to think of the of the pilot or chassis that's i run crack shot on midnight Yep, you can run it on midnight. DT, DT, it fits on if you don't take uh, Terrian power cells. Gotcha. Um, It's not uh, like a terrible call if you're going for like a whisper or something, but generally you want something better. But I I run my midnight with crack shot. That's fair. Okay. I mean, a minute because midnight's got seven loadout points, so crack shot's only four of them, so you still have three points to dick around with, right? So like, yeah, like a targeting computer or. Or something. Not yeah. a targeting computer. Oh, sorry, not um, sorry. <laughs> target synchronizer, I believe. Yes, you can do I that. Could be wrong. Yeah. Yes, targeting synchronizer is a popular choice. <laughs> um, because you you could because you could run targeting synchronizer, you can run um, fanatical, and you can run proud tradition on midnight. Or if you'd rather have a little bit more of the like aggro offense, you can run that crack shot. <clears throat> um, because crack shot with midnight, depending on how you use midnight. Crackshot can be extremely useful because it's an I six, and it shoots before a lot of them. So like, it's really good mid game tech for midnight. Like, really, really good because you can't they can't mod their dice if you target lock them. So you bullseye them, you target lock them and bullseye them, and then you just you crack shot one in. And if they only roll one evade, they're taking all you know two to three dice of damage that you're throwing yeah, in there all sure. by two hits. <laughs> also midnight midnight dies you know people will actually (laughs) go after midnight and stuff especially if you're just taking a lock off rip and have no green tokens to back it up so like a one-off crack shot isn't like a terrible investment nope um again still very surprised to see this heightened perception though i'm a little i am confused by that but anyway we'll keep moving on we'll look at squads Right. So I, I do, we do squads in two different ways. We look at by count, what's the most taken. We also um, look at um, the ones by the percentile. So we'll start with by the count. So the highest taken squad is that's a BA, right? That's what that is. So that's a BA. So, so that's Von Reg. We'll just state it's Von Reg and Kylo and then two FOs and one SF. Yeah, the most common one, uh, kind of by far, is Von Reg, Malaris, Midnight, Lahuse, and Kylo. It's two I6s and three I5s. Yeah, and we'll come back to that in a minute and look, kind of look at that as well. The next most popular list is probably the one I run the most, um, and that is two FOs, a SF, and then a Silencer, and Kylo. After that, we have two SFs and Kylo and two FOs, which that one I have not seen as much. Um, so I'm actually kind of intrigued. They must be running. Is it 
Phantasma or Backdraft, you think is the most popular one in that? Quick draw. Quick Actually, draw. That's quick right. Quick draw, LaHue's, Kylo, yep. Mallory's Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. So now that way you get your higher I6s in there. Gotcha. You get your double I6, triple I5 again. Yep. After that, we got two Whispers. Uh, the other one probably being Wrath. Possibly could be. Um, could it? Because you can run Quick Draw right alongside Whirlwind, but it's probably Wrath. This is probably the more popular. It's actually, one. Whirlwind, which is crazy. Whirlwind. That's that's yep. only Whirlwind in that. It's list. Kylo Whirlwind. There's one instance of Wrath. Oh. That's weird. That's weird. Which is nuts to me. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because that means that means you're either you're taking the I3 or you're tethering you're your world to quick draw and quick draws running squat or uh whatever the I don't know. Um Swarm Tactics, thank you for saving me guys on that one. Um <laughs> the next one is even more interesting is Kylo, right, in the whisper, and then I'm assuming that's all FOs, three or five FOs. Because you can't fit an SF in there. Yeah, so it would be Gaelic, uh, DT, uh, Scorch, Midnight, and golly, what's the other one? Midnight, no, uh, Gaelic. Malaris, Gaelic, Midnight, DT, Scorch, Kylo. After that, we have Silencer, uh, Kylo Silencer, probably uh, SF, and then two FOs. Then we have Cody's List, which is probably ran by three people, Cody being one of them, um, and then like three other people that tried <laughs> Cody to accounting to for a vast majority of yeah. some other people smattering about. Yeah, so, <laughs> most of those are are, are Cody. Um, after that, then we have two two whispers, an SF. A scorch, which is, I think, the only one. I mean, I guess you could run grudge, but I think people are taking scorch and then um, Malaris. After that, you have a silencer, a von reg is my guess is a silencer and a, viol- a von reg, and then two FOs. Is that got to be two FOs? No, it's a uh, Kylo quick draw von reg Malaris. Yeah, All right. sometimes it's been night, so you can have triple I. Six and Kylo, but typically it's uh, it's between the two: Quick Draw Malaris Von Red Kylo or uh, Quick Draw Midnight Von Red Kylo. Just really high initiative. Yeah, hmm. I'm a little surprised we haven't seen more of that. That must be what Crispy was running on and off. Um, after that we have then a kind of the smattering again. We have a SF an FO a bomber. Kylo and I'm guessing Von Reg is probably the other yeah. one in there. Most people are not taking hollow if you can run Von Reg. So so tragic. Well, if hollow was an I6, maybe hollow would be taken more. All right. Now if we look at squads by percentile, right? Uh this is crazy. And I got rid of all the small samples, but the top one has we have the crazy ship, which I'm guessing is Gideon. Yeah. Because you would not take Terex in that list. Not in a not in the ship, at least. Uh yeah, it's probably Gideon. Although I would say that there is also room for Malaris as well. Um, oh no. Running around the FO. Um, just for the rerolls, right? It's still I5 shuttle that can coordinate and you get rerolls. 
Um, but yeah, it's most likely Gideon. Yeah. I, I don't well, think that's Malibus, how it is. you get. Uh, that's the that's the strain you want, right? The, yeah, the strain for a reroll a blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you have to do it if you're close. So, like, it's not, I don't believe it's a may. I believe it's a must. Yeah. It is a must. Yeah. It is a must. Which um, is rough. Yeah. I mean, if, if they die before they can shoot, it's not too bad. But yeah, <laughs> it is rough. But that that's one of the higher, that's, that is one of the highest percentile ones, but it does have a very low frequency rate to it. Same yeah. with the next one. The next one's, uh, the the kind of the bombers, the Kylo, the SF, Von Reg. Um, but then we have our second instance. This is the second instance that we have the Gideon ship coming back again, like as one of the top contenders. And again, I think we'll, we'll get into more of the, the ships in the list here in a, in a minute. But that's that's crazy, right? Like that's twice that we've seen that ship. And I don't, and it comes in at number 10 as well. I don't think we've reported on that ship winning anything. So now I want to know what the hell that ship won that it's doing that well. I um, think Gideon's pretty underrated, honestly. Like right, I think well, he's a solid four points. Are, are you give are you giving away a little bit of the show there, Alex? Is that something we're gonna talk about here in a few minutes? I mean, if we ever bring it up, that's just no, I, I think it depends on like what you're composing your your squad of but like he's a solid four point option but also it's really awkward to build like with four points in fo because they don't have like a two-point ship so it ends up getting a little bit weird with what you build around because most of their really good power pieces are threes and fives costing yeah yep yep excuse me the next uh, list we have is again we're seeing Scorch coming back, Silencer and Scorch. I'm assuming that's Kylo in the Silencer, um, and then the Hughes, and then two uh, or two FOS. Uh, then we have a Cody list. Uh, we'll just call. It, are we just allowed to call that the Cody list? Yeah, that was yeah. okay. I'm sorry. We before the Cody list, we have the wannabe Cody list with the Von Reg. Which, by the way, Cody did run that. I don't want to hear shit. Cody did run that. He ran it for one tournament. I'm just saying he did run it, and he was <laughs> testing out Von Reg, and Von Reg just four games dies. Nah, he was playing it a little bit before that to test it. Mm-hmm. But that Von Reg just, especially in that that list, that list setting gets eaten eaten alive. Um, then we have the Cody list, and then after that we have the two common ones that we've kind of seen. The the, the next three are are the ones we've already kind of gone over. Um. And then again at the bottom we have that's an SF. No. So that's two FOs, a silencer, a whisper, and then Gideon. So uh moving on to ships, and then we'll kind of get into more of like a breakdown of some of the, the compositions, right? So uh Malaris is by far the top ship taken. Uh, 561 instances of Mallory taken. Kylo is the second most <laughs> ship taken. And then Midnight is after that. And it's kind of funny if you look at win rate, Midnight goes down a little bit, I think, in, in, in the win rate. But I think that's because more people could take Midnight in a bunch of other lists. Then you have Louis Hughes, Von Reg, Quick Draw, 
and somehow blackouts underneath quick draw. I don't I don't understand how, but blackout has almost the same amount of instances, has almost the same win rate, but is not as easy to kill, in my opinion, unless you just roll a bunch of blanks. Um Scorch, Gaelic, and DT798. Now let's see. Ignore the count. Let's see by percentile. Rush shows up. This this guy because Cody. Of Cody. Like Cody's the one that ever brings Rush. <laughs> Damn it, Cody! Stop ruining my statistics. Um. So there's Rush at the top of the percentile mark. Wrath right underneath him, and then Von Reg, Von Reg over Kylo. Von Reg over Kylo. Can you believe that, Alex? Like over silent or whisper Kylo? Over I mean, I both Kylos. It's over both of them. But definitely over, it's even over the, the uh, Whisper Kylo. I can't believe Von Reg made it over Whisper Kylo. Maybe that's just because you take Whisper Kylo and more lists that don't have Von Reg. That's probably why. Yeah. Uh, DT798, the Hughes. What is DT798's real name? What's what's his name? Uh, Zuck, uh, Zucklin. No. Rucklin. 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 Thank you. Yeah. I just watched that stupid show. So. I should know that. Um, Malaris again, and Kylo, Lieutenant Gaelic, and Midnight. So essentially, almost the same, minus the fact that we have Rush and Wrath. And Rush, we can one hundred percent just right. We could just say that that's that's all due to Cody. Thanks, Cody, for um for making that that for us. I think it's almost now. Well, there's like three people, four people here that aren't Cody. Has played this ever with Rush, so it's all in one archetype. Though it's all triple silencers and Malaris. It's literally the only time anyone has brought Rush. Yeah. So Gideon shows up down here, and I think I think we should cover Gideon first because I think Gideon's new. Gideon's something that's not part of what we've seen in our typical meta, right? Like I don't know if this is more of a European thing, um, or if we just aren't seeing people take them. But I don't think we have covered. A Gideon at all in the last season, right? No, not that I not that I can recall. Really, pretty sure we have. Have we? Okay. Well, yeah. we'll we'll find out in just a second. So essentially, what we're seeing is is here's some of the wins. Well, Gabe, Gabe is is two of those. Maui, look, Maui took fourth. There you go. Um, Maui's Maui was running it. That's crazy. I did not know Maui ran first order. So a lot of what we're seeing is in the before in the early times. That's kind of what we're seeing, right? Gideon did kind of drop off popularity for a while. Yeah, and I, in fairness, I did ran a, I did used to run it a little bit um, before, but that was kind of the, I don't know, that was that was kind of not the the thing I I would have thought. Um, and then we see different build outs. So so Alex, what does Gideon do? What is Gideon do? Let's just talk about that to begin with. Okay, so this Gideon in the side shuttle. Um, this is an I-4. I'm not sure if you guys know the stat line, but it's a two attack, two defense, five hull, two shield. You got a focus, red lock, unless you're the new side shuttle lady. She has a white one for some reason. Tyranny. Uh, red lock, red coordinate, white jam. 
while you or a friendly small ship at range 0 to 2 performs a primary attack against a damaged defender, if the attacker rolled two or fewer attack dice, you may gain one strain to roll one additional attack die. Uh, it works well if you have a bunch of, like, TIE Fighters in your list. Like if uh, your Malaris already shot all of her munitions or, you know, Midnight's not getting shot at. Uh, unfortunately, it's usually mid-game because uh, it has to be a damaged defender. But it does apply to Gideon himself, and that's that's a very important thing. That's a yeah. huge yeah, part the- of it. The the other big part of it too is just making uh, is the timing of visibility too, right? Because you can roll your two dice, see what your results are, and then decide whether or not you want to roll that third die uh, or that additional die. It could end up being four dice possibly, um, and and go from there. So if you have like a really bad blank out and you have no other mods to go there, um, you can opt not to use his ability and um, and then just you know just let it roll blank. So let's talk a little bit about Gideon because Gideon is not super offensive, right? So Desi in the chat points out that everything is hyper hyper offensive, but Zy shuttles are not Z shuttles, whatever you want to call them. So if we look at the just these first two lists, well, they're the exact same list. So we look at the second two lists, right? One of them is the Percepta Co-Pilot Pattern Analyzer Fanatical. One of them is uh, Terex tactical officer and pattern analyzer so i'm assuming that's my if we look at Gideon. which one which the one is Terex, uh tactical officer pattern analyzer yep so we're i'm assuming that the reason that that is popular and we're gonna we'll get to the rest of the list in a minute because they are using von reg and they're using the cluster missile uh, malaris but if we have less firepower, Gideon with Tactical Officer makes more sense, right? Because you're able to do the coordinate, plus Terex gives you the calculate. If you once you get through your calculates, you now got a jam. What's what would be the advantage of running Perceptive Copilot? Is it just because you think you're gonna get shot all the time? Therefore you have the two focuses. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like Terex is kind of just like an auto-include because you're giving calculates out. And then possibly passing jam tokens. Like at range three, jam token transfers, not mm-hmm. just the range yes. one or two in yes. bullseye. So Yes, it's very good at that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it can it could say screw you to a Luke more times than you can imagine. So oh, yeah. so so the question I have then, right? Like in, in that case, do you take like the Terex specifically so you can use a jam, right? Like, is that why? I mean, the tactical officer, I can understand if you wanted to swap that out for something else. But tech officer is only three points, right? Mm-hmm. So really, what are you going to take? You're going to take proud tradition. You're not going to take predator. You're going to take maybe a proud tradition, maybe a fanatical, I guess. Like, I don't know if you need that, though. Yeah, I mean, you can do like um, proud tradition so you can get that double uh, action with pattern analyzer and have like a okay. targeting computer. So you actually get a white target lock. That's not a bad use of three points. Yeah. Um, I just like having tactical officer because Terex can give you a calculate token. Um, like, you know, just give it to yourself. Right. And then, um, then you can still coordinate and still have like a mod or defense and, or whatever. Yeah. And, or, your, or co- co- and your coordinates no longer red. Right. So like, I think that's the important part is that you then aren't 
kind of like tied into this, like it, it coordinating. So like in the first one, you must not be coordinating anybody. Though, like, to be honest with you, in the first list, I would be looking at coordinating. I would want to coordinate the Midnight's of the list, right? Like, I would want to coordinate Midnight with the ability to do other things that is not just specifically target lock, you know? Especially if you put crack shot. Let's say you go with the crack shot version, giving Midnight a target lock focus seems pretty bloody good, like, to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of... Like you just can't slap Gideon in like a typical ish FO list. That's kind of the hard part is like you actually have to build something around uh, like utilizing Gideon and kind of stuff. So it's it's difficult to like consider building around things because uh, the shuttle isn't like great. Like it's, it's solid for four points. But as you know, as Desi pointed out, there's a lot of offense in this meta, and uh, there's only so far two agility or one agility if he uses ability on himself can get you just being like a pure support ship. And do you, do you think an FO you can afford to have a support ship? It really depends on what kind of list you're bringing, right? Yeah. Like it, you, you can't run. Uh, like even in, in the list that we play, right? That's like Midnight and Malaris and Lahue's Kylo Blackout. Like it seems kind of weird to replace um, Lahue's with Gideon, even though they're the same points. It just wouldn't work as well, I think. Even though that might be one of the better, easier lists for him to slot right into. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So- Go ahead. Sorry, JJ. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the other part too, right? It's just like, you know, tailoring your list to scenarios that you feel that you you might be lacking in, um, you know, especially when you're facing off against like Republic that usually carries some type of arcs, having another medium base in there to help you contest objectives does help you out in those cases. So you might sacrifice a little bit of firepower in order for you to... Um, to you know have that big body out there um that can also jam and coordinate and you know give out uh give out uh calculate tokens when you need um you know it's it's definitely a support utility piece there for the first order that that can fit into that slot in exchange for that offense i mean there are times where you could get potentially that big shot out of gideon you know if you set it up correctly but that's not his main purpose its main purpose there is to be in those objective points um you know either grabbing a crate uh or uh contesting assault objectives or setting up a um a scramble action for one of the higher initiative bases by coordinating them early um so that way they can have a token and that way they can scramble on their uh on their turn so um it, it makes the list a little more versatile um but obviously you know the the win rate for it is not the best um so i think people just tend to go for the more offensive version um with all the other ships and and it's it seems to be working out for them so i i have a i have a question though right so when we talk about offensive output right so like malaris with clusters obviously you can have a double shot you can have double mods we we i personally feel magpults is a better um missile for him to take but that's just my opinion um the question I have is, is could you get rid of midnight in this list and go to DT seven, nine, eight, right? Could you, could we go to Jace? Because if we go to Jace, it gives us, we can have the three die shots. It's an I four. 
outside of arc list, you're not taking as many shots um, after I four. So is that something that could possibly help the offense in that list? Yeah, I and think I, so. And what if you, what if we moved around Von Reg and put the, put blackout back in or rush or somebody else into that position? So rush is that low initiative, but then rush becomes an I six once he loses two shields. Right. So like, would a rush or a blackout also be a positive impact? Because I mean, I'll tell you how many times I would love to have a double pro a double uh, modded pocket shot. Like I love those. Those are the best. Very rarely. If I take a target lock at range, does an opponent let me set up a, a double modded pocket shot though? <laughs> Usually they go, no, 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 you can't have it. But then I'm just taking a range one double modded shot. So, I mean, it's not quite as good, but you know, almost as good. So the question I have is, could, could you could you do that? Like, does Von Reg provide enough out offensive output? Or should we be swapping a few other pieces in there to put with Gideon Hask? And I know, Alex, you already kind of said that that list could work with the Hughes and that um, in there. Uh, I'm, I'm still not a fan of, a fan of uh, Von Reg, you know. <laughs> All right. I'd much rather have um, Rush or, or Blackout. Would yeah, you think that that would help with the offensive output of that list? Because I think that's what the concern is, is you have Gideon and then you have Midnight, right? And Midnight doesn't roll a lot of dice unless you stick Midnight right into the fight. And if you do, you have to be very careful because Midnight could die pretty quickly if he gets a lot of shots on him, right? Well, you know, you know? You coordinated from, from Gideon, right? So you can coordinate like an evade and then target lock someone with Midnight. Okay. I actually uh, sent a list out to, to Bradwards. Uh, that had Gideon, and it was uh, Malaris, Blackout, Rush, Gideon, and Gaelic. Uh, Gaelic, which is like an HLC for just a little bit extra firepower over uh, like midnight. It's uh, three dice against a damage enemy with Gideon, or four die uh, bullseye. You know, it's kind of scary for a, a three point ship, and then they're all. Uh, you know, most of them are I five, then you get Gideon at four and Rush at two. But I think just uh I like Gideon and I like silencers, and silencers love having even more actions because they just do a lot of work. So um I, I that's in the kind of an interesting FO list that I would try out. Or or maybe midnight over over Gaelic. I'm just worried a little bit about the offensive uh, firepower. Because you're already sacrificing a little bit with a mag pulse on Malorus. Yep. So here we have kind of some of the build outs for it. So the higher win rate one versus your average pilot is the Terax pattern analyzer attack officer, which I think we we know. I, I don't think that that's really a big thing. You can do the biohex codes and um, sensor buoy instead of pattern analyzer, which I think is an interesting trade, but I just feel. The issue I have with sensor buoys is you have to either place all the obstacles on your side. Yeah. So that that way they can't, <laughs> they can't just nuke them. Turn one. <laughs> like, as I could tell you how many times I've done that and somebody like here comes somebody in and what they'll do is they'll just see that sensor buoy and boom, there's like, you know, let me, let me, let me be, let me, let me throw three dice at it and hope I get something. That's why um, you put them in the obstacles so they get four dice. 
Yeah, but even yeah. then, you know, no focus. Uh, yeah, you got two all, <laughs> two all four dice, man. I, I don't, I don't know what else you want. They're a four point upgrade. <laughs> that's one. That's why we don't. I don't think that that's the proper change up. I will say sensor buoys is an interesting thing, especially if you were to put in like a scorch bomber, like that might be kind of an interesting um, thing that we haven't thought of. I don't know if that scorch bomber is worth it. We could talk about that in a few minutes if you want. I mean, the sensor um, buoy is actually kind of funny because you can lock someone and then like biohacks cryptum jam them at like mm-hmm. range beyond three that you acquired off the, the sensor buoys. So it's, Silly, but I mean, honestly, I like to jam um, off of sensor buoy too. You know, sometimes you just absolutely need to jam somebody to prevent like a torp launch or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, if you think about it, 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 Gideon then gives you the second jam in your list, right? Because you have Kylo and now you can have Gideon. So it, it, it can give you, you like, I think jamming in this meta, I think FO gets a little bit, uh, is a little bit underrated because the, the jamming is is the jamming can be very powerful. They jam um, better than any other uh, faction. faction. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the sad thing is, is to get multiple jams in a list, you have to take another silencer. You don't want to take other than wrath. Wrath is still a pretty decent silencer to take or not silencer whisper to take. Um, but this, this will give you that option, right? So it is kind of an interesting, an interesting take, I think. So, um, ironically enough, and no, I did not look at this before we talked about it. Blackout has the best squad mate to go with Gideon. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Not that we want to go through what the loadout is, but as a squad mate, it has the highest percentile. Um, it increases it well over Von Reg. So. Though it's funny, Von Reg shows up better than Kylo, and I would 100% take Kylo over Von Reg every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd take Rush over both of them. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> legitimately, I'd rather have Rush yeah. than Von Reg or Silencer Kylo when I'm bringing uh, Gideon. Uh, just you need more offense. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we go back? We could probably not go further into Kylo or into. Gideon. So, what is the next? Do, what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to go into? Do we want to talk about Rush next? Is <laughs> is that is that worth even having a conversation about? Do you feel Rush is an underrated pilot, Alex? How about yes, that? absolutely. People should bring more Rush. Rush is fantastic. Rush is almost okay. better than Blackout. It really depends well, on your playstyle, though. All right. So let's talk about Rush. Obviously, this is the. Cody's name doesn't show up in here, by the way, unless he's got some weird name. It's actually just slightly lower. It's like those guys, and then it's just Cody from then on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yes, uh, Optics Fanatical Predator is, is super legit. Like, that's, that's what you should be taking. Uh, the I2 is a feature because, one, you get to block people, and two, you... Uh, know if you're going to use optics or not because you are probably shooting last. So if you held on to that focus token, that's an automatic hit. Um, and then Fanatical and Predator uh, are just super good when you're in I6, right? <laughs> you get a reroll yeah. and a free focus conversion. And if you're not getting shot at, you have optics. So you're just, you're just printing three to four hits every time. 
So the question becomes is, do you feel Rush is a substitute out for Blackout? That's a tough call, honestly. Um, it really depends on like how good you are at flying low <laughs> initiative ships, right? Uh, and silencers in general. Like Blackout's a little bit more forgiving. Um, you're going to get spike damage off Blackout. Uh, presumably you're taking a procket. Um, or if not, you know, shoot through a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's an I-5. Um, one of the best chassis in the game. Still really strong. If you um, if you're good at flying I twos and you're good at blocking things or closing off lanes or uh, you're just good at flanking, uh, Rush will provide more consistent damage than Blackout. So here, so, so here, the sad thing is, is we don't have a good sample size of lists with Rush in it. Um, everything is just the the, the Cody list. Like everything yep. in here is a Cody list. Yeah, literally the only time anyone <laughs> ever brought Rush was after Blackout and Kylo. <laughs> um, yes, and it, everybody has the exact same thing. Uh, Kylo and Malaris are the high squad mates. Blackout and then Kylo Silencer are lower. So, do we feel the Kylo Silencer is lower because so like? because we don't have a two-point option, right? So you cannot technically take Silencer Kylo and split him into Kylo two and ships. another ship. Yeah, Like, you can split him into two ships. Don't You could do that, because you could have like Hughes, right? You could have Gideon and then another three-pointer, but you cannot take him and have still have Kylo and split him, right? Um, right. So the question becomes, is is that why Blackout shows lower? in that list. I mean, because you can run Von Reg. Where's my Von Reg in this list? But you can't take the Kylo, the, the Whisper Kylo, the cheap Kylo, and put him in the list with Rush. Or is it just because we don't have statistics for it? Is that why? Because nobody else puts statistics in here because everybody's running the Cody list. Yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, it's just the very small samples, right, is when you get the other, other people because you got, uh, you know... Well, that's Cody again playing the Von Reg, but like, um, no, yeah, one instance here of Von Reg, Blackout Rush, and Whisper Kylo. So they're all fives. You got one instance of like Midnight Scorch Backdraft Blackout Rush. So in in cases where you're not playing Kylo Silencer, uh, you might just be doing it wrong. <laughs> And therefore, Kylo has a, a silencer has a higher win rate than just people also just taking a second silencer that's just not named Blackout. Fair enough. So the next question, and I, and we could probably move on. Like, would you? Where would you slot him in to other lists? Right? Like, do you? If you have to take two silencers, we already had that conversation where you, you could take the one, but. Or if you only take one silencer, but if you take two silencers, right? Or if you're like, is there another list? Could you run Rush with some more FO style flying? Because you could run Rush and um, Kylo together, right? And that's 12 points. And you still have eight points to work with. You could still put two FOs in an SF. 
Yeah. No, you can't. No. <laughs> you can take um, two SFs, which seems bad. So you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could take like like use an ember or something. Um, mm. But that just seems worse than just taking Malaris and Blackout. <laughs> yeah. And then you just have Cody's list. Um, yeah. You like could like if you don't need the jam or if you're not good with bullseyes or something, you can just swap Rush in for like a Whisper Kylo. Uh, it's it's people are look at you weird. They created a Kylo and NFO. <laughs> um, but like that, that's not a bad swap, I guess. If yeah. you're running Bon Reg in your list and you want an I six eventually, um, Rush, you can also straight swap for Von Reg. I mean, because in one of the lists, you could run if you get rid of Kylo Whisper, you could run Rush and Blackout together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, the more silencers, the better. Honestly, <laughs> um, like you, blackout and rush seem like a solid start for half your list in FO. The only problem is, is that not having a two pointer makes it really awkward because you're not bringing like two fours and a two. It's more of like two threes and a four. Yeah. And that's which at that point, awkward. I mean, you could still bring in Lieutenant Gaelic. You can still bring in Malaris. And then your four pointer could be like a um, use, yeah, like use. So you still got Gideon, you know, you, you still got a lot of you know high initiative, you know, that I five that can go in and, and be very consistent on offense there. And you have that potential for Rush to climb up and be an I six there later on in the game. So it's definitely still a very valid archetype. I think a lot of people just tend to focus a lot on including Kylo in the list, like as an automatic. And it's understandable. I mean, especially, um, you know, Whisper Kylo having three force. That's that's a very, very good stat line for having passive mods on there and being an I-5 that can jam and still mod. Um, so I, I see why people always put them in automatically. But when you take them out of the, the equation, you can add more ships in there and you might be... You know, it's it's unexplored territory, really, because we haven't seen anybody really do that, you know, make a non-Kylo list uh, viable um, in the faction. Um, so there there is potential there for that list to do good. So, I mean, if you think about it this way, and maybe this is just me being silly, but if we had a two point FO, if we had Revis back, right, you you could run blackout and um rush together and then the hughes and gideon and revis right and like i think that would be like me saying hey i can afford to not run kylo in that type of a list i think um so going back to this archetype right so this is the code we call this the cody archetype because he's the one i've he's the only one i've really seen run it until recently so the the question is is this a recommended archetype right like we it showed up really high is this really a recommended archetype? Man, Cody's been playing this for like four years, <laughs> right? So it's hard to like this. This list just takes a lot of practice. It's a yeah. an incredibly strong list. Like Tanner, I know you've seen and played against Cody when he's playing this list, right? More, uh, more times than I care to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean so, it's. It's in a high ceiling, yeah. Good. Yeah, in the hands of someone who's good, like he 
like I mean he's been running it for four years, so like he plays this in his sleep. Uh, but like um, actually on off meta podcast with the one with Duncan Howard mm-hmm. towards the end, he mentioned that if he was running like a pure aces list, it would be this triple silencer Malaris, and he called out like Cody's list by name. Um, and then he also said Cody would beat him in a tournament with it because he's been playing it for a lot longer. Uh, but like if you're running like a pure good AC list, this is what I would say to run. You just have to know when to disengage correctly because Cody will shoot you yeah. once and then he's just going to five straight. Like that's the secret. You just five straight away and cycle in the, the rest of the silencers to do the rest of the work. And like it, you, you'd expect it to kind of suffer in some objectives, but really it doesn't. Salvage is a little bit iffy, but like you have crit generation, um, like, like you have mag pulse, you have marksmanship, you have proton torpedoes. Uh, you can get crits through, and like they can still, you know, hit the button and do like a booster roll. Uh, it's not nearly as bad in uh, objectives like as you would think by looking at the list for being a four ship list. Fair enough. Let's move on from this list here. I think we've talked about this. List. I, th- I think the next one we go to is Whisper Kylo, right? Like, I think that's we talked about Whisper Kylo being the bomb to some extent, right? And if you're not going to run Silencer Kylo, you should probably be running Whisper Kylo. Um, though I will say his win rate is not as hefty as what you would like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being that it's barely over the 50 percentile. Um, I don't know. Like, we could talk for the rest of the podcast just on Kylo, I think. Right. And I don't know if that's beneficial to the, the show because I don't think. I think Kylo is just included in absolutely everything, right? So I think what we could do is talk about loadouts quickly and then kind of move on from there. Mm -hmm. So the common... The common one is Brilliant Evasion, Malice, Pattern Analyzer, Predator. That's the one common one, right? Because that is what I would call the aggro one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you combine all these other ones that have concussion missiles in them, that's like kind of your next set. Well, the the most most popular one is the optics, brilliant evasion, concussion missile, instinctive aim. Just slightly below. It's actually a lot more than the the malice predator. Ah, there it is. But like those are kind of like the two very most popular ones, right? They're running the optics, concussion missile, instinctive aim version, or you're going for the I'm not, you know, I'm just going to straight bullseye you to death. Malos, Predator, Pattern Analyzer. But man, people love those brilliant innovations. <laughs> they do. They're their favorite. So, it's Alex, nice we're going to we're going to say, why don't we get rid of brilliant innovation? What two points you take in in either list? I mean, I usually go with fanatical. Yeah, fanatical. Easy. Um, there is a there is a case for like proud especially if you have optics, right? So you can still do a red maneuver and get your focus that you can mod for optics. Uh, But man, it's really devastating if your opponent remembers that they can 
just trigger proud uh, proud but, but so even the then whole... right that that means that kylo can either boost into a jam or just take an evade token at that point right if you if you end up with a red focus you know it doesn't really hurt kylo as much as the other ships that don't have you know uh focus mods yeah so, but you can't like focus jam and that's rough <laughs> sorry yeah, especially yeah, if you have optics yeah and i think i think the question becomes right is in the more aggro one you cannot put proud tradition in there you don't have the talent space because you have predator yeah you could dump predator i don't know why you would if you're gonna go for bullseyes you should definitely not get rid of predator that's just my opinion yeah but um and like uh, that was like so so in that list so in that one what do you get rid of for brilliant innovation because you don't have another talent slot. Kylo doesn't get to Kylo's not lucky enough to get two talent slots. He's <laughs> he's not like, oh, I'm gonna be the best pilot in this one, unfortunately. So so what else would you take? It, it, like I know we've shit shat all over brilliant innovation more than one time. I I, I know this for a fact. <laughs> but what else are you gonna take? Uh in the the pattern analyzer, I mean you can drop it down to uh one point and have sensor scramblers right yeah you think that's better than well, having no, the, the pattern? pattern analyzer never mind you can't do that i forgot the uh the jamming suite takes up a tech slot never yeah. mind i'm wrong uh yeah i mean i guess brilliant innovation you I mean you can take patience oh can't take patience ah. it's light side light right side. and you can take both yeah, he can take both. You can take he can take patience. Yes, hundred yes, percent. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've ever noticed. He's ever. The only pilot that can it. take yeah. good and light and dark side. Well, so now, Anakin, but yeah, I have a question. Could you dump? So, so if you get rid of malice, right? It, do you feel malice is a must take? That's no. the first question I have. I don't think it's a must take. No. Mm -mm. It it um. It really depends on your skill level with getting bullseyes, right? If you're the type of player that doesn't feel confident in getting bullseyes reliably um, in order for you to constantly get those three die attacks, a lot of people tend to lean on the instinctive aim optics combo with uh, with Kylo because that gives you, it's a lot more forgiving in order for you to instinctive aim a concussion missile. Um, you will still, uh, assuming this is your first shot, you would still have two force and a focus mod to help you modify that three die attack and you're able to get that off more reliably even when you're shooting out the rear of uh of kylo right with that there um you have a lot more time on target you still have that three die attack that's more readily available um versus you trying to be more aggressive with kylo and the the pitfall being very aggressive with Kylo is that if you end up bumping, um, you're not able to get that jam action off, uh, which essentially helps Kylo survive. Um, you know, being able to get that extra die at attack, uh, one being attacked or defending rather, um, helps Kylo survive uh, more readily than um, than uh, while you're trying to be aggressive with the bullseye versus taking your time, taking those range three shots um, and going away. Um, it's definitely up to the player, uh, the 
player's preference on how they like to approach um, an, a combat or an engagement with Kylo. Um, but typically, if you're not very confident with that bullseye, I think going with the instinctive aim um, over malice is preferred. All right. Now, now, hear me out. Hear me out. What if you drop... What if we took these two and combined them and you move concussion missiles down? So you're going to get so like unless we feel malice is a must in your aggro build, right? So like we have a missile build and an aggro build. What if if we don't feel malice is a must? What if you took and you put a different you left the predator, you left the pattern analyzer. um, And you took either mag pulse or cluster, which I would probably lean towards the mag pulse personally to replace the malice and then when with the instinctive aim do we feel that if you combine the two it gives you enough aggro and enough missiles because if you did cluster missiles you could shoot them out your ass and you can do the other right you could you could do what you want with it i just don't think cluster missiles is what you would do on on a kylo because he doesn't always want to be um range one and two of everybody but you could put the magpulse and shoot magpulse out your butt too. And then you have your instinctive aim. Do, do we feel that that's if you could, can you combine and have an aggro bullseye Kylo and a missile Kylo? It's definitely an interesting concept uh, to, to use magpulse for, for Kylo, especially as a, as a utility there. Um, I think that it very much depends on the rest of your list, on what you have equipped on the rest of your list. Like if you already have two other magpulse carriers, then probably not. I'll probably go with clusters. Um, but if I only have like just Malrus with uh, with Magpulse, then yeah, I would definitely cons- uh, like consider having Kylo with that Magpulse. <laughs> I also think like the jamming is really huge on yeah. like that version of Kylo, and you don't have a lock link jam. Yeah, so it's kind of rough. Instinctive aim, though. I mean. Yeah, not the best, but... not the best use of it, no, but it is an option. Yeah. Or if you um if you go back to malice and uh you know you're you're going for the predator malice shot, whatever, um, you know, in the event that you don't have a a bullseye or a way to get that third die and you have Gideon Hask in your list, you know, there's a possibility for you to just take a strain on Kylo to you know, roll that additional dice on that damage defender. Um, so there is that possibility there now. Like having a strand on Kylo is probably not the best idea, but um, that is an option if you're looking to go very, very aggressive. So, all right. We look at the pairings. Um, pairing it with Wrath seems pretty good. It seems like I'm a, I'm I'm a little confused by that, but that Kylo likes the other wrath, and maybe it's just because this is a double just jam. Double jam. Double jam. Double, yeah. yeah. And crispy. And crispy. mostly crispy. <laughs> <laughs> um as you can see, Gideon uh, shows up in here. Nightfall somehow shows up in here. I don't know how Nightfall shows up. We haven't talked about Nightfall at all. And no, I don't think Nightfall's for the points wor- worth it when you could take Wrath. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it just comes down to oh, um, yeah, five. it comes down to having that preference for like having extra jams on the list there. Um, so it, it it has this utility. Um, it just really depends again on what you're trying to accomplish with your list. All 
All right. Anything else about Kylo Whisper before we 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 move on to another ship? Yeah, let's go. Do we need to talk about Malaris? Like, I don't know if we need. Do we need to really have a Malaris discussion? No, not at all. But with four points, the options are very, very limited, and you're either going to do clusters or you're going to do Magpulse. Magpulse, by far, right now, is probably the most popular option on Malaris. Um, if there's a point change and Malaris gets more points or less points, then at that point, you know, we might see Malaris fall out of favor um, if it gets less points. But uh, still, overall, you're not seeing much change in Malaris right now. See, the fun thing is cluster missiles is taken almost like a third of the more time. It is like yeah. over a hundred more times cluster missile yeah. shows up, mm-hmm. but it's at like a minus 1.65 percentage and mag pulse is at a plus 3.82. So yeah. yeah. And I five, uh, uh, mag pulse is, is very, very strong. Yeah. Look, look who's the best pair for, for Belarus. And Way again, go, we go, Cody. we go, Cody, why are you ruining this for us? <laughs> skewing results oh man um but if you could fit that kyle and i don't know if you could fit that kyle silence center in there and i think this goes to was it doug howe who who ran the um three the three all the three point ships and and kylo i think i think it was i think, I think doug's was. yeah yeah i mean there's a there's an argument to be made about kyle silencer do we want to talk about kyle silencer is that something that people should be taking over Kylo Whisper? So it depends on the loadout, right? Because um, the the most common option right now is what the uh, proton torpedoes and sensor scramblers and the extreme maneuvers marksmanship. That's the one that Cody brings. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the other that's the other version of it too, right? Having that extreme maneuvers one. Um, and honestly, they're they're both very viable options. You know, having that extreme maneuvers allows kylo to do a five straight into a hard one boost you know with the focus um that is really really hard to pin down you know it's it's a it's a ship that can really get into the back of your formation really quickly and start doing a lot of damage there um you know having having that that threat out there definitely makes your opponent try to focus down on that and if you split your forces to try to pin down Kylo or engage the rest of the list that's coming at you, um, it's going to be a tough battle for you. Um, so it's, there's, there's definitely a lot of different options for that silencer Kylo at seven points that, um, that is, is a really good utility piece on the, on the minus side, not having uh, <laughs> an evade action on you uh, really, really hurts, especially when you blank out on three, uh, on three defensive dice. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's tough. And also if you're using your force for, um, for extreme maneuvers and you still end up in somebody's arc and you don't have any other mods, like later on after you attack, um, that can really leave your Kylo really vulnerable. Um, so you, you do have to play it very smart in order for you to, uh, get maximum advantage of that Kylo. Um, and, and so I guess those are the two loadouts, right? The advanced op, basic sync of aim, lone wolf, pro torps, yeah, or extreme maneuvers, marksmanship, pro torp, sensor scramblers. Yeah, is there an argument to be made to take the marksmanship and sensor scramblers and put them into something else or no? Now, that sensor scramblers is so good. 
Yeah, you, you need it in order for you to do the seven straight. It's an, or actually, it's an eight straight, right? If you can, if you factor in the base, it's a nine. If you factor in the base, this is a five. It's a nine. Six, that's right. Yeah, the second time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then you can boost off of that. Yeah. So yeah, make it eleven. There's your roll. Uh, but no, yeah. I just uh, sensor scramblers is really really good to keep them where. I understand, like, the optics and Sanctivam Lone Wolf is, like, what Doc Howe runs. And he's been doing really, really well with that. Uh, and that can hit if um, higher initiative stuff. Lone Wolf gives you a nice re-roll with that Instinctive Aim, so you're kind of getting some mods off of that. I just prefer the extreme maneuvers. It's just so disgusting on Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> just doing like a five straight one hard boost barrel roll just puts you places that you really shouldn't you, you re-engage so much easier with kylo when you have a uh, extreme maneuvers on there yeah and his time on target is bonkers with yeah. with extreme maneuvers yeah you basically never have to k turn you know you can just essentially do a 270 degree turn um just with that that uh extreme maneuvers boost all right, so we go back to the four-point spot. The four-point spot, if you have a four-point spot, right? We talked about Gideon already. LaHughes, does LaHughes need much discussion? I don't, like, there's only two versions of LaHughes you run, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're running Barrage Rockets. Yeah, or the Pattern Analyzer. Or the Pattern Analyzer, yeah. And they're both up there. As you can see, like, data-wise, they're pretty... Uh, there's a reason why they're the standard ones, right? So, yeah, and I think the difference between them and and I, so I, I will say just from experience, right? You know, like the difference between the two is is do you want something that's going to give you like a mini fire spray that allows you to shoot out the back, allows you to be a little bit more versatile, or do you want something that's going to be more objective based? Like to me, the barrage rocket one is a little bit more objective based, but I mean. Being able to rotate focus is stupid. Like that's just, like, um, that's I, just I, am amazing. I don't know if the barrage rockets one would be more, um, more objective based, mainly because you're you do need that that focus right to fire out the back there. Um, I, I think know. you could be just, a lot more aggressive with the hard one of a three. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in that you're denying, you know, range bonuses if you happen to get that range three, right? Um, but you know, having the pattern analyzer proud tradition version, you know, having access to that red hard one, um, if set up right, um, you can have a double modded shot with that, uh, you know, with special forces gunner bringing it up to the three dice. Um, that's definitely probably a preferred shot over barrage rockets if you're shooting at range two you know just having that double mod there um sure you can line up that bullseye there um but there's just that that potential for you to uh, still have that double modded shot with that um with that combo and still like do a one straight afterwards and you know you don't have to be as aggressive or you could just fly past and then set up a turnaround maneuver and still and get the target lock uh focus again um so i i want to say that version is probably better than barrage rockets if you're thinking for objectives um but if you're looking for you know just simply especially for salvage just grab a crate and run away uh, then barrage rockets is probably the better option so i will heartily disagree with you in that aspect 
but that's just me. Because it doesn't matter. Objective base, it doesn't matter. If you're not shooting the the barrage rocket, it's the same thing. If you don't have the focus, you don't have a mod. So you're not getting a mod unless you're doing the one hard, and you're still only getting the mod, right? It's not the it's not the same thing. Um. All right. So I don't. Is there any other I fours that we want to highlight that are worthy of having a conversation? Like, I know I see Ember in the chat. But I just don't think Ember stands up. Like, if you are you going to take Ember over LaHughes? Like, I have before. <laughs> oh, but okay, I, are I you com- in worlds? Are you going to competitively in, in a competitive environment? Are you going to take Ember over LaHughes? Honestly, it really depends on my list. I have done like a lot of taking Ember over LaHughes in many instances. Uh, I also like. Ember, I like IBAs. They're cool, um, and sometimes like I don't need a, a jousting ship with Hughes. I need more of a flanker with Ember, or I'm doing a lot of um, like not not doing a lot of jams. So her ability actually like triggers semi uh, consistently with just doing pushing damage through, even when they have focus tokens and stuff like that. I, I mean the one. Uh, four point ship that I think that hasn't been used as much um, is uh, Grudge, that's IFO Bomber. Um, it's a four point ship, has 15 loadout. It's still uh, one of the very few ships in the entire game that can carry a, a proximity mine, still, um, especially with the ability to boost during system phase and then drop that. It's still very good. Or if you still want to give yourself more points, uh, you could do a cluster mine and uh, still use the ability there. You could supplement that with thermal detonators or ion bombs. Um, and still have uh, room for an ordinance if you're doing ion bombs or um, or set yourself up with like uh, I don't know fanatical or, f- or feedback ping to give yourself a passive mod and still um, help control portions of the board that way. Um, I think that is it is still a viable um, chassis for for that type of bombing, and you know you have different ways to to set up its bombing run, um, particularly if you look at um, at Midnight, uh, giving Midnight Squad Leader and Biohack scripts, you know, you can set yourself up to um, to have uh, Grudge Barrel, or sorry, uh, yeah, Grudge Barrel into a position for the boost for the following shot, um, and you can be aggressive and get behind your opponent and, um, and set yourself up for a good run there that way. Um, that is a four-point option that you're not seeing very much of, and it's still very, very good. That system phase boost into dropping a mine, uh, like a concussion, or sorry, a, a proximity mine or a cluster mine, is still very, very powerful. And you get the rerolls. All right. Any other four-point options that we've missed that we should talk about? Uh I mean, backdraft isn't the worst, but that's that's really stretching for four point chips there. <laughs> All right, and I, I, I still think Phasma is still good too. Yeah, yeah Phasma's not bad either. So, yeah, but man, you have to be like making a five ship four point list to even get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's just Lee Hughes having that higher initiative and having the ability to uh, run barrage rockets is what really puts Lee Hughes over Phasma. All right, so then we have three-point ships. So we talked a little bit about Midnight, so we probably don't need to cover Midnight. Um, Midnight is a different... I use Midnight a lot differently than a lot of people do. 
I like the targeting synchronizer midnight with um, ordinance fanatical. No, you don't get any ordinance with midnight. No, I mean to, to set up uh, ordinance oh, with yes. this. Yeah, yeah, yes. So um, I I personally like the um, targeting synchronizer and fanatical and proud tradition. That's kind of how I prefer to do it. Um, it does not show up in terms of top loadouts, though. So obviously I must be I'm in the negative four and a half percent here, baby. Um, in loadouts. But this is this is I like this only for this is the sneaky piece that you could probably put other things in it still would be fine. But that's kind of the the piece that like you could run it with the Kylo or the Malaris. Um and still have like I could take a focus with Malaris or I could take a objective action with Malaris and still be able to use that targeting synchronizer. Um, but obviously the, uh, the most popular is crack shot predator. Um, so uh, I, Alex, that's what you were running. Correct. Crack shot predator, uh, the crack shot predator, crack shot targeting synchronizer, depending if I have like, um, instinctive aim Kylo and like using the list. Because using the targeting synchronizer saves you a force, and and this is telling us that pattern analyzer and proud tradition are the more better loadouts to take. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't like answer. swarm tactics anymore. I will tell you that. <laughs> I used to like that. I don't. I mean, but it was an edge case too, right? Because normally you're using it just to bring up uh, what nightfall, whirlwind, or oh, whirlwind, whirlwind, yeah, rather, yeah, like and typically. if you're not carrying it, there's no point. I mean, there's there's been other lists that had like midnight or quick draw swarm tactics that wasn't specifically a whirlwind list, but that was very few and far between. Yeah. And I guess it likes Ember. I guess put midnight and Ember together. <laughs> midnight yeah, I mean, and Ember love each other. That's that squad or uh, that uh, swarm tactics there, right? You know, just helping out Ember. All right. What other three pointers do we want to cover? So we don't really need to cover. We already talked about Malaris. We haven't talked. Gaelic is interesting. Uh, Gaelic's popping up more. Uh, You've seen like HLC is uh, a semi-popular like tractor beam. We already went over. Ion Cannon seems to be the most popular. And it's like Ion Cannon Biohacks or Ion Cannon Marksmanship. And that's solid enough. Uh, like DT and Scorch, they kind of play the same. You choose DT over Scorch because you don't, leaves your dial open and typically you just put Deuterium on there and you're fine. So so I have a question for Gaelic. Yeah, so the HLC and, and, and the Ion Cannon are similar in loadout, but this Tractor Beam shows up a lot heavier. So the question I have is, is Tractor Beam that much, really that much better than Ion Cannon? Like, and, and and if you're going to get rid of your Midnight and put Gaelic in here, because you're not running Gaelic over Mel, I don't think. Ever. But if you do it over Midnight, is the tractor being because everybody's not an I-5 more worth it? Uh, then, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do tractor beam personally, uh, mostly because... I don't know. There's a there's a fair amount of like medium large base ships you need to actually hit them a little bit more with that tractor beam uh, okay. in order to actually affect them. I just I, I would prefer straight damage from HLC more 
Although the ion cannon can be pretty nice. Just the ping one damage in there or possibly ionize. Yeah, like a Luke or something. Like that happened in the finals of Worlds, right? They they had the ion cannon on Gaelic and actually pinged off a, a target lock on someone. Yeah, target lock. Yeah, that's right. So. All right. The last one that we have that I wanted to review is Scorch in the Bomber. And I'm only saying this because it's showing up. And I don't, I personally don't know if it's good. I just know that it's showing up. The, uh, the Scorch Bomber. Um, It's, it's just that cheap. uh, So it's essentially, if we were to like assign it a role, this would be essentially the two point filler in the list, essentially, Uh, even though it's three points. But I think that's how I, I tend to view this. Uh, this particular chassis. I mean, it's going in with um, some cheap bomblets, uh, some ordnance on there, and feedback ping. And uh, if you set it up correctly, you can uh, get a double modded shot uh, for later on. Especially if you have the other three point bomber in the list, there, um, it does have some utility in that regards to at least offer some area control while still having an option for a three die shot main issue is is that even if you're flying it with uh mag pulse um you're you're doing it at i4 um so it's not really the best to really take advantage of the jam that you could get off somebody um it is pretty good for for like you know salvage knocking off crate because you're likely shooting out against the uh ship that has uh no tokens at that point at i4 um but still it's it's harder for you to get that target lock, especially if you're like jousting against somebody. Um, but still having that option for area control with bombs, still pretty good for the bobber. Alex, is this a ship you'd run? You think this is a viable ship? I absolutely hate <laughs> Scorch. I'm not, I'm just, All right. <laughs> I just, I'm not, not, not a big Scorch kind of guy. I understand like where there's uses and, and you know, niche part of list. I'm just, it's not my style, and I've like never played uh, with with the bombers. Uh, I mean, I've played. I just uh, it's been a long, long time since I've actually played with the FL bombers, and it's not my. They style. look cool. They look they're, cool. They're really, really inconvenient on a board though, because they are very, very wide, and my hands hit them constantly. <laughs> or when they bumped and knock out everything. I cannot yeah. maneuver my hands around the Apple Bomber. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to talk about pilot wise or squad wise that we missed? Over quick draw. Okay. We'll go over quick draw. Yeah, a lot of quick draw. Yeah. I, I think I missed that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so I will attest to the fact that I used to run quick draw quite a bit. I like the quick draw whirlwind build, but I will tell you it is not um it is not the most efficient and quick draw likes to die. That's just the way she is. I think, I think she just wants to die. Um, so as you can see, the most popular one is Malaris, midnight, Lahue's quick draw, Kylo. Um, obviously it's that it's a five point ship. So it's an easy sub out, right? You know, like you could, you could sub it out for Kylo. I don't think you should, but you could technically sub it out for Kylo and, and put, another five point ship. You could put Von Reg in that list and have three I sixes and two I fives. And, and I guess I don't know is this is what we don't know. We don't know with the current meta when empire starts having a million I sixes, 
we'll, do we need to have I sixes to counteract those or not? My feeling is no, per se. That like, I don't think we're going to see a lot of triple I six lists personally. Um, but it is something that we do have to be concerned about. And I will say, Jenden, we haven't gotten to Empire yet, but Jenden is definitely a uh, a contender for discussion, right? Like Jenden is. Jenden is Jenden, and Jenden can nuke or just die. One of the two, you know. Yeah, it's a defender that you don't want to see. And if you're if if in an if, like quick draw, I don't know. Can quick draw get out of Jenden's way? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think Jenden moves better than quick draw. But you don't have to spend a shield, right? You don't have to spend a shield like Jenden does. You don't get to spend your shield to get a double tab. You just got to get shot at. You don't have to spend your yeah. shield, period, if you're Jenden. Yeah. People well, you don't have to. We get for some reason, but because it's fun to, to roll. It's fun to roll a double modded proton cannon shot, Alex. I'm telling you right now. I just did a ray <laughs> every turn. <laughs> you can't true. roll five dice with Ray. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm putting one down. There so you I'm go. I'm only rolling four, and then adding one. I mean, I mean, you could, right? If you roll natties with the four and then just add the fin uh, oh my God. and then ray force it for five hits. I mean, it's basically APT right there. I mean, you just take the lock to begin with and then just ruin things with five dice with ray. I've been doing that for years. <laughs> we will discuss when we get to resistance, we'll have that coming. Let's let's stick with yeah, quick yeah. draw. What, 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 what draws your attention to quick draw that we need to cover, Alex? Is it a loadout thing? It's not really a squad mate thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're not running the whirlwind quick draw list, what else are you doing with quick draw? Right. It seems yeah. like what you should be doing is fanatical FCS shield upgrade, which seems solid, but that's negative in terms of performance. So then it's like, well, fanatical FCS pattern analyzer proud is pretty, pretty popular too. Deterium fanatical FCS proud. It's so, just, man, proud yeah, rough. yeah. Like I, I've I've always been on the fence about the Turium on quick draw, right? Because you almost forced to always um, use both charges, right? Because you never want to just spend a single charge and then risk getting shot at and losing the shield without being without being able to retaliate back right um but at the same time that leaves quick draw stressed so unless you have a good a good way to clear that stress and be in an advantageous spot where you can really take advantage of a double tap um like a, a, I'm always on the fence about putting the Turium on on quick draw. Yeah, I don't like afterburners, which is the one that shows up at the top. I I'm a little confused. I I get why you would want to be able to boost twice a game, and maybe maybe your quick draw only lives to be able to boost twice a game. Maybe that's what it is. Because <laughs> my quick draw ain't gonna live very long when I'm spending eight points on afterburners. I don't know. I guess you can maneuver out of the way, focus, rotate. I I, I don't know. Like to me, that would make sense if you could still put on like pattern analyzer, right? Along with afterburners, right? Because you could do the three uh, sloop and, you know, boost in and stuff, but that only leaves you four points. And at that point, you're doing what? Uh, proud and fanatical? Or like, that's about it. Right? They have proud and fire control. 
Oh yeah, ground I, light I, control. Yeah. Yep. And I will say if you're gonna run pattern analyzer elusive is an option. Um oh, yeah. but a, again, true. I will be be honest with you, like I did run that without the whirlwind piece, and I will say that like I mean, yeah, it's fun to be able to like get your elusive back, but I will forewarn you, like, you know how many times like you're you still really can't do it that often, A, and you're still putting yourself in harm's way to some extent. You're still gonna you're still easily die. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't feel elusive is because it's not a guaranteed. It's just re-roll a dice. Yeah. Um I, I have found that LaHue's for one initiative less and one point less is a million times more effective than my quick draw was. Because what I found is people just go, I'm gonna go in on quick draw. So I either have to separate my quick draw to the side of the board to let them all go in. Like that's what I have. You have to use quick draw as a flanker. Otherwise, if you put it in like a box or put it next to other, they're not going to shoot your other ship. They're going to shoot quick draw because you quick draw has got two green dice. You can burn quick draw. I mean, you get one elusive, right? And then you get a second elusive if you do a red, a hard one. And you, but, but you're still going to die. Like they're going to they just fire focus and quick draw dies. I will. I can't even tell you how many times I've lost quick draw to three shots. Yeah, and I mean, been really pissed off. I guess that's what the afterburner is for, right? Like play quick draw as that flanker, so that way if they ignore him, he can boost in, um, you know, on a five straight or something, um, and then that we could start punishing that way. Um, I, I can see the reason why now, but um, but yeah, you're right. Like if you if you start putting quick draw in anything more than like one or two arcs, at that point you're gonna lose quick draw's ability really fast, and then he just becomes an I six tie fighter or with one less one less agility. Yeah, Alex. Anything else about quick draw? Uh, Rush is also the same amount of points. Yeah. Well, you like you like quick draw better. I heard that's what I heard. Yikes. Um, <laughs> anything anything else for first order? No, that's it. Alex, anything else from you for first order? Not anything super pressing. Anything else we should be discussing before um, worlds? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> no, well, I I gotta see. say, I, I was gonna say, you know, with. Um, with the arrival of the Battle of Endor uh, pilots, Jam is even more and more crucial for FO uh, to have in their list um, because those Battle of Endor pilots do have the ability to get pretty good mods. Um, you know, you take a look at the Empire, if you look at those TIE Defenders, um, being able to uh, jam them early to prevent them from having a focus or a target lock really hampers their offense and their defense, um, not being able to have, you know, double tokens like they used to. Um, that's a really, really good way to neuter those offensive, uh, those offenses. Um, so having uh, a jam early on can really help you save your ships um, from... Uh, from being absolutely crushed from a double modded shot from those uh, those defenders, and you're forcing your opponent to either um, you know stay conservative and uh, keep the focus for defense, or be aggressive and risk um, flanking out on defense, which uh, you know really hampers the life effects expectancy of those tie defenders um, or uh, even those uh, those new tie interceptors as well. Um, so if you're flying first order, you're flying two for worlds, definitely consider having a jammer in your list, if not two. Um, so that way you can really take advantage of, um, of just denying those mods for, for those ships. Do we feel first order has 
contention for worlds do we feel that it's actually oh, yeah. worth taking first order or is 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 other the the other factions just going to do better alex i think first order is a really good faction and people who play first order uh if they do it well they're uh, they're gonna go pretty far and they do really really well it just takes a little bit of practice and patience ironically which only Kylo can take. Only Kylo can have patience. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap it up tonight. We've we've gone way over t- way over time. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us on our journey through the First Order breakdown. Next week we will be talking about Alex. Do you want to do Republic or Resistance? I I, I don't care. We can do all right, JJ. All right, we're doing Resistance next week. So next week we got Resistance Different on the thematic. table. Um, and we're going to be covering Sith Taker Open uh, as well as Resistance. And if we have to, we're going to split the first Sith Taker Open. If there's enough data, we might split that into two episodes. So just as an FYI, there is a possibility we may actually split that because I would like I want to 100 percent ensure that we get through the Resistance next week as well. With that being said, thank you all for joining us tonight. We will be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2100 UTC or <laughs> 20. 2100 Eastern or 0100 UTC. Thank you all. Have a good night and we'll see you on the Flippity Flop. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>